Hey guys, and welcome to the third episode. The fourth <laughs> episode. Uh, our fourth part of the Let's Talk Pornography I feel like series. that just shows how out of it we were last week. Yeah, definitely. We were really out of it this week. Or last week. Yeah, last week was... Man, we were just... I don't know what it was we about last week. We been thrown through the ringer last week. Yeah, last week was thinking crazy but this week we are we're, we're good definitely better we're a lot better than we were we're not as tired we got so i mean much i'm a little rest. sad but i i can push through it so yeah i'm good we got that uh revitalizing sunday treatment that we all love yeah i feel so a lot better yes i just it's so much better um anyways this is our fourth episode yeah of our let's talk pornography series on breaking apostolic taboo and our little um disclaimer beforehand a sensitive topic um you may hear some harsh words because today we're letting loose on some words that um is it really harsh though or just like words that well, we people don't like to say they're medical terminology so it's not gonna be you know like you know, I saw something the other day, and it said, anyways, you know, there's our disclaimer. But I saw something the other day, and it said, stop putting cutesy names next to body parts. Yeah, that's, I said that Did the you, other day, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like, stop putting cutesy names next to party part, body parts, and let's start calling them what they actually are. I'm totally down for that. You know, because I think that was, that is so awesome, you know, like, it's not a, it's not a pee-pee, it's a penis. Yeah. It's not your, your, you know, between the legs. It's a vagina. Or now, vulva. I think, I think saying privates is okay for some people if you want to be yeah. more safe. Because even as adults, we'll say that kind I just, of stuff. I just couldn't in the moment think what people call. I can. I hear it all oh, the time. Oh, a little kitty cat. No, <laughs> it is a, it's. I have so many little kids in my church and I have heard all of the different names. Yes, and while I understand that, you know, they're they're children and you want to keep them, you know, children for as long as possible, body parts aren't, they're, they're not bad things. They're body parts. God created them. Like, these are the, what they are called. Also, they're going to learn what the real names are in school, so. Yeah. Okay. Also, some we're children desensitizing them. So, reality. some children know a lot more than adults know about a lot of things, <laughs> if we're going to be honest here. I did. Like, I, if you go to public school, My I. My mom will admit that. She's like, you probably knew way more than I did. I, I grew like, up an mm-hmm. atheist. I went to public school, and I sat in the back of the bus and if you know the back of the bus you know that those people are vulgar man the back of the bus is just back of the bus is just different from the front of the bus any of my public school or anybody who wrote rides a bus knows i had a friend that went to a christian private school when i grew up and my mom would pick him up from uh, school and i'd go with her and we would sing high school musical to the top of our lungs as we go home um, that's <laughs> private school homeschool kids you know that's what i did that was the extent of what i did uh, i'll tell you afterwards uh some of the things that i experienced on oh public school Lord. buses into ways uh, to get into this episode right. uh the oh, first thing oh i forgot uh just because you may have a pornography addiction or a sexual addiction you're not a disgusting person boom yes i, I want to just 
let's get that stuck in our heads because because it really is an issue and i fought it for so long we'll talk more about our personal experiences later on in this episode in the second half of the episode but i I mean i've i for so long thought i was a horrible person and disgusting and dirty because i had an issue and it just because you have sin doesn't mean you're disgusting so clear that up clear that up right now we'll clear that up on every single episode that we talk about not just pornography but in sexual addiction because there will Um, be more later yeah but this uh the first part that we're going to talk about is some of the effects of porn people think i've heard some people think that oh it's just watching like a tv show or a movie like mm, no there are there are some negative ramifications from watching pornography and watching it for an extended period of time um it's crazy to think that i think in one study they showed uh bailey shared with me they showed that they studied uh porn addicts and they studied what cocaine Cocaine addicts yeah and the effects of both pornography and cocaine almost they were practically the same they put them side by side like i saw it on the screen they put it side by side it looked to be like the exact same brain yeah but they were two different people Yep, and they had two different addictions. One had pornography and one had cocaine. Yep, I've got, I did a lot of research because I felt very uneducated in this area of, like, actual, like, I know the effects it had on me, but, like, what does doctors and people say? So, mm-hmm. I guess I'll just spout off a couple of the things Go for I found. It. Um, a 2014 study showed uh, that they found that increased pornography use is linked to a decreased brain matter, or lead to decrease in brain matter in the areas of motivation and decision making, impaired impulse control, and desensitization to sexual reward. 2015 studies showed users need more extreme content over time in order to receive the same level of arousal, which is so true. I can, you know, I can say that from personal experience. Um, they found that three hours of porn use a week can cause a noticeable reduction in gray matter in your brain. Mm. Three hours a week reduces your brain. That's insane. They predict that porn or they didn't predict because the next video I watched said that porn is just as addictive as cocaine. That was from a different video. Um, it has been proven that there is rewiring of the frontal lobe, which is the part of the brain that tells you to stop. And it shrinks the brain. It actually mm-hmm. shrinks your brain when you watch pornography. Um, and then... I can't see that. <laughs> People suffer with more depression, mental illness, um, and a ton, like, there's social isolation, mood disorders. I mean, all of that. Well, I can see how that could happen, too, because especially if you're watching it, and just speaking strictly from, like, a church standard, you know, not even, like, a church standard, but, like, in the world, um, there's such this embarrassment, this yeah. guilt, and this shame and you don't want to share it, you know, yeah. holding that over your head and holding that on your shoulders, you start to get depressed, you start to get lonely, and you start self-isolating. So yeah. I, it's not, it's not difficult to believe. That also, that, they it said like that. people. This one guy that I watched the one video, he said he saw nothing meaningful outside of watching pornography. He said life just seemed boring outside of it. 
And, I, and I was like, yeah, okay. You know, hearing someone actually admit that, and he was like, wow, you know, he thought it was just better to sit and watch pornography than go hang out with friends, or it's crazy. Um, they say that one reason why our brains, like, or one reason why we constantly need more and more and more and more and, like, different kinds of it because it progresses over time is because our brains constantly want to learn. Which I say, from a Christian standpoint, our flesh wants more. Yeah. In different ways. And I think we become, whenever we watch, like, a certain uh, category, I guess mm-hmm. you could say, of pornography, we we it. get so used to it, and the stimulation that we normally get from yeah. that isn't isn't happening. So you start to go maybe a little bit harder, maybe yeah. a little bit edgier, you know, a you little know, bit different. riskier. You go to something a little bit more different, and then from yeah. this simple one scene, you are you yeah. know you're watching you're something watching something awful, completely different that just. Yeah. It, it makes it so much worse that uh, all porn is equal, you know. Yeah. Well, they the did sin a, is equal, but the porn videos themselves. You know, scientists love to do experiments on rats. I mean, <laughs> they did they they did an experiment I watched on the internet. They were they took a mouse and they put a female in, and then they would go at it for so long, but this mouse would get sick of her. And so he would give up and he'd get tired over time and he'd just quit. And then they would take her out and put a new one in. It kicked in immediately. New rat or new mouse, female mouse, the old male was ready to go as soon as he saw her. Same thing would happen. He'd get tired of her after a minute. So they'd take her out and put a new one in. Mm -hmm. same thing happened over and over and then they did they said the rat almost died due to overstimulation which I was like okay and then they did it on bulls too and the same thing happened when you put different females in front of the bull he would go longer but with the same one every single time it took him longer and longer and longer to ejaculate because it was the same person and I was like ooh okay yeah, man, that just, I mean, it's, it's, your brain gets so used to it and you get, and it's crazy to think that, like, it just doesn't happen with humans. Yeah. You know, and so if it happens to animals, why isn't it? It just it, proves, it, like, it just proves that how our nature is. Yeah, exactly how our nature is. And so a couple of more things that, like, it affects it in, in, we get in more engaged in more dangerous behavior. We get unhappy with our intimate partner. Uh, we have sexual problems. And the fact that um, you can have erectile dysfunction, you can get so used to only orgasming and getting satisfaction from porn that you cannot get it outside mm-hmm. anywhere else. Um, there's self-loathing, there's neglect. I mean, not only could you neglect yourself, you're going to neglect your house, your car, your, you don't clean up after yourself anymore, you don't take care of yourself, and that, that kind of neglect. Um, and you don't have to be, have an addictive personality, they prove this too, you don't have to have an addictive personality to get addicted to porn. Yeah. So, that porn also... Porn is a respecter of person. That also proves the point that you're not really, you know, 
Anyways. No one's immune to it. No. Um, and it's just, it's a super stimulant and it's an overstimulant. That's as far as I got with my research. And the, I, did, I didn't even finish looking at some of the stuff I had pulled up. I just, I feel like we've been researching it for the past four weeks that it just, it, I mean, just from talking about it, mm-hmm. it just kind of like brings you down. Yeah. You know? Um, not in like a negative, oh, self-loathing way, but just like, it's sad to see that this doesn't get talked about enough. No. And if you think though, with the age of exposure being like eight to 11, Mm -hmm. we're pushing this on kids now. This is what's happening to kids. This is why I said, don't start, uh, just, you know, making up cutesy names for your body parts. We can't have a desensitized generation. Yeah, and I think this is what pornography has really led to a desensitized generation. Yeah, I'm, there already is the millennials and Gen Z. We're already there. Yeah. We're I, already desensitized. I remember in our first episode when we went over the statistics of pretty much everything, teenagers found it more, they found it more wrong. Is that correct? More wrong? I think so. Anyways, they found it worse to not recycle. Yeah. Than to watch pornography. That's, it's, that's insane. Like, I get that we're supposed to be caring for our planet. Do not get me wrong. I'm all for recycling. Um, But, like, also, watching pornography may just, (laughs) it literally affects everything in your life. There is a difference between taking care of our temporary home, like uh-huh. this earth, mm-hmm. and taking care of our eternal soul and keeping yeah. it safe and pure. Yep, 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 yep. Like, what is inside of us. And being exposed to pornography just really just, you know, it, it's, you, you're putting your soul into jeopardy. Yeah. And so, that's just some of the brain and the phys- some of the physical aspects that it has on you. Um, and, like... It's just the brain side of it. Yeah, that's just the brain side of it. If we're, yeah. Um, now, with personal relationships. Uh, personal relationships. Uh, speaking strictly from experience, I remember being so addicted to pornography. I, would, I was a courier for a hospital. Um, I remember being so addicted to pornography that whenever I was alone in the car and I was driving on my way back from home, I'd pull it up on my phone and watch it as I was driving Mm -hmm. and just there just to watch it, Mm -hmm. you know, cause there really wasn't anything more interesting to me in that point. Yeah. I was alone. I was in my car. I was, I had an addiction that I needed to get over Mm -hmm. and I was so involved in my addiction that it was hard to see people mm-hmm. without putting them in that into a position. pornographic situation. Yeah, I, same. I mean, with um, as a kid that grew up in church that did struggle with watching it, I didn't know anybody else that watched it because we didn't talk about that in church. Mm-hmm. We, it wasn't something we all talked about. And I literally, I would just look at people and I could almost put their face in a pornographic situation. situation. Yeah, exactly. I could be talking with somebody and in my brain, I'm thinking about it. And I think that really comes where, you know, our brain, we get self-isolated because we've become 
so involved and enraptured in this addiction that we have that it that we can't really function with anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying that we see like every single person in that type of situation. No. But it was hard to maintain or even start friendships with strangers. Yeah. Because our, my mind first went to yeah. putting them in a pornography pornographic situation yeah and like that is so not a way to start a friendship and like i'm not and it was hard for me like to have friends and to sit there and think oh i thought of you in that way too yeah it it just it's hard on you as a person you may never tell them but in your mind you're constantly reminded that oh i put them in this situation yeah and if you are in that situation you're not the only one yeah me and bailey both have struggled Mm -hmm. with that and it's and we're going to talk about this all next episode but we both recovered from that. yeah you know there are things though that we have seen yeah. from watching pornography that will always that's remain stuck that's just stuck with you for i can sometimes think that like i hey i'm in prayer just before church starts i'm in the oh. prayer room and a scene hits me it's and like so i have crazy. to sit there and like all i can do is like my heart breaks because i'm like our brains not just that kind of stuff not just with personal relationships with like friends and families you know mm-hmm. but there's just personal relationship with god yeah and by watching pornography i've ruined i've it's also the devil it. trying to remind you oh you used to have this issue and it's, it's accusation yeah definitely and so i have to sit there and i have to rebuke it and i have to let the devil know like hey you're you're putting this thought in my head but i'm not keeping it there yeah it's you like, know, like hey look, i've stop. overcome this mm-hmm you know it's crazy i i hate that i've i can literally i mean i have put so many people and even just everyday people and i mean i have another friend that i know struggled with pornography we were in walmart she's single back when she was struggling for a little while there was be random guys walking in walmart and she'd just be like and i'd be like what in the world are you thinking about mm-hmm. and then she'd be honest with me but She'd be honest with me mm. and be like, this is what I was thinking about. And I was like, mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like it just, and we, random we as a generation have become so desensitized to, to, to watching pornography yeah. that we don't talk about it. We're just like, oh, we well, objectify you know, we everybody. Yes. Like I have a friend, I talked about this a little bit last week, me and him were talking and he was like, when I look at a woman, he said, I, he's like, I just kind of see body parts. He said, I don't really see a whole person, you know? And he's like, I just view everyone as objects, objects of, you know, or I did, he doesn't, he doesn't deal with that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was like, I just viewed everyone as like women as objects. And there was one guy on a podcast I listened to. He was like, I, he said, I had objectified women to the point where I did not know if I had a type. He said, I would say the arms on that girl with the boobs of that girl and the legs of that girl, that's what I like. Yeah. He couldn't even, personalities, no personalities, nothing. Because whenever you watch pornography, it's not about the personality. No. Well, for girls, sometimes they like, it. they like to maybe know a little more. That's why reading is more popular with girls. Um, they like to know more about the person. They like to know the history. and Yeah, there, there has to be a backstory. With men, it's a little different. They don't. Uh, yeah. 
men don't usually care but, about that. I mean, I just, I, I guess this really leads, my, my next statement really kind of leads us into our next thing of what porn causes um, negative effects on. But, like, doing, you know, having those things and it ruining personal relationships with friends and family, you know. What's it doing to a marriage? Oh, uh, yeah. So I can talk about that um, as a married woman that used to struggle with it. Uh, it really has just ruined everything. For one, if you've watched porn before you're married, which hopefully you're not watching it while you're married, but if you're, you know, for anybody that watched it before they got married, you have a warped view of what sex is supposed to be. And I will say I did have that issue. And from somebody that also struggled with like sexual relationships before they got married with people in person, I did have those issues. Um, you have this warped sense of what it's supposed to be Mm -hmm. because in porn, they have all the time in the world. They can do whatever they want with this person. They can do absolutely anything. And when you've gotten to the point where you watched more hardcore, more hardcore, you know, it changes. You've seen this, this, and that. You've seen all different types of scenarios. You've seen cars. You've seen in public. You've seen in the park. I mean, literally, you can have sex anywhere. Your brain's like, you've got all these ideas in your head. And you bring that into your marriage. Yeah. And you push this on your marriage mm-hmm. and it causes a strain because now you're like, and I mean, not only, I'm not saying this all from my personal marriage, but I've, I listened to a podcast called Dear Young Married Couple where they talk, uh, they've talked with people about this. I mean, I've done a lot of extensive research because I'm a nerd. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> we talked about how much of a nerd I am today. Um, but you just get this warped sense of what it's supposed to be. And then you bring that in your relationship and your marriage. And now you're pushing that on that person. And say that person doesn't have an issue. What does that do for them? Also, when you have, how does that make your spouse feel too? Yeah. When you have a porn problem or you've had a porn problem and your, your spouse knows about it, it's, it's not just you standing in front of your spouse that they have to live up to. It's you and all these women and men or whatever. It's you and all these people you've watched have sex Mm. in front of your spouse. And they have to live up to these thousands of women or men that you've watched on the internet. And they're just one person. And for some people, that could be really hard on them. It can be really hard to say, am I supposed to live up to what you've seen? It causes such a strain on relationships. I mean, I could keep going and just keep going about the strain that it puts on your relationships, the things it does. But I really think that's the main issue is it just warps your sense of reality. And it does that for everybody in general. I guess. Yeah. Cause I feel like, you know, you, you were the person who had the addiction, but I just, I can't imagine what it would do psychologically to a spouse. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause they, they, then some of them, get beaten down on themselves why am I not good yeah. enough you know that's why? what that's what the, um, the one of the ladies said her husband had an issue and she was like they asked her you know how did how did you she's like well I just I didn't I felt you know inadequate inadequate and worthless and like how am I ever supposed to live up to these other females and other you know whatever and don't okay and by the way also do not judge your own bodies 
based off of a, a porn star. Oh, yeah. Because a porn star is... They... they I'm not, don't judge your body based off of it because your body is not going to be like them. If you're a woman who already has self-confidence issues, it's not going to help you. No. Because you're going to see... I mean, there is fat people and whatever, but... Because that's a fetish, apparently. <laughs> that's not... Well, yeah, we're... Anyways, but we say that there's we say that, but we're both. Uh, anyways, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> fat's not a negative word. No, it's just a, especially it's just, not with me and her. Dude, it is just a word. We'll to send describe each other Snapchats and be like, "I'm fat." Yes, it's not a word. It's not a negative word. It's just no. a word to describe what we are. I wish people would stop that because we'd be like, "I just don't want to say I'm overweight." That yeah, it's just worse. worse. I'd rather just say I'm fat. I feel I'm a thick, plus size, fat girl. Beautiful. But I'm also beautiful. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, anyways, anyways. But there's so many, you see these picture perfect girls, and not nobody is like that. And I think that's what happens with men sometimes, is they get a view of what a woman's body should i'm saying quotes marks you can't see that they they uh what they want yeah they get what they want to see yeah exactly but you have to understand porn is a is a fantasy land yeah like me um, coming into my my relationship i have self-harm scars yeah i have stretch marks i am a normal human being I have acne. I had back acne when I first got married, and I was so embarrassed by it. I was like, "Let's "Ah." normalize people's bodies." (laughs) And porn creates this this stigma that everybody's body has to be perfect, and everybody's body has to look this way. Wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So wrong. I guess we. I mean, I had everyday life. We've kind of already touched on that. Yeah, porn stars are actors, and they they live in they live not in our same reality. Yeah, no, and I mean, we kind of already did touch on that how it affects everyday life. Mm -hmm. It literally just affects everything. And if you're actively addictive, you know you are constantly looking for that moment where you can get alone and satisfy yourself, or just get alone and watch it in general. Yeah, because. There's a point in porn addiction where you don't really have to get off. Yep. You're just watching to watch. Literally me. I would just watch it to watch it. Mm-hmm. And I, I never got to that point. I'm very happy to say that. <laughs> I didn't. But if you are to that to point, it's not, you're not unredeemable. Yeah, no. Let me just no, say no, no, that. No, no, far from. If I can be redeemed, <laughs> trust me, anybody can be redeemed. Yeah, for real. And so, I mean, yeah, that's just, I guess that really kind of is effects or effects. E. It's effects. Yeah. Because the effects, the (laughs) cause and the effects. We've had a conversation about that. So many. I still struggle with it. I still struggle with that too. That's why I love Grammarly, man. That's the only reason why I could definitively tell you. That's the one thing I, I hate about my homeschool experience is I feel so uneducated sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, I don't really remember. It's okay. I still, I still sometimes, um, two T O and oh. two T O O. Oh. But if you can replace 
the majority of the time, if you can use also, then it's T O O. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, like one of the only ways. Side grammar, Nazi Anyways. lessons. I guess this really just kind of brings us into our next segment. All right, so we're in the next section um, where we're going to talk about our personal experiences with this. So, um, I know I started watching around seven. Um, it started out very innocently, which I had touched on a little bit last time or a couple episodes ago. I was, I was head over heels in love with somebody and and I was like, I just want to kiss him. I just want to kiss him like they do in all the fairy tales because that's what I thought it was going to end up being like as a little church girl. I thought we would be running and then just kiss and it was magical and stars and (laughs) yeah. (laughs) And so I was like, I just want that little fairy tale moment. And I did, I was like, but how do I even know how to kiss? Cause it's so (laughs) hard anyways. (laughs) <laughs> it's so hard to kiss people anyways it's not that hard folks um you don't need to google but how don't to kiss. Go, but don't go kissing everybody yeah you don't but and don't google how to kiss somebody okay anyways so that's what i did i went to good old youtube because youtube had came out you know around that time and it was fairly new so anything goes mm-hmm. and i googled it and i had watched a couple videos and then I saw something on how to French kiss and I was like what is that and so I clicked on that and then it led me to something else and then it led me to something else and then I started watching porn and I didn't really know what was going on at seven and eight I just knew I felt that, like I felt good afterwards mm-hmm. well then I found out what masturbating was and I found ways that I could because I was like well you know, Googling all this, how do I do this? How do I masturbate? So you find videos and you you find things that teach you how to do it and things you can use or, you know, ways you can do this, this and that. And so I found my way. And then at night I would take my laptop and I'd go in my room and I would stay up all night as a kid and would watch and watch and watch. And as a little kid, I remember making my dolls do what I saw, like my Barbie dolls. I don't know if you, I don't know how young you were, but I remember doing that. And I mean, that's just effects that it has on your brain. Mm-hmm. You know, as a little kid, I didn't really know what was going on, but I knew, and nobody was telling me otherwise. I wasn't learning about it from anybody. And so from the time I was seven, so the time I was 16, um, I watched porn all the time. I, I mean, every day almost. Anytime I was alone, I yeah. was watching it. And that's not, that's, when I got older, people got involved. Like, real people got involved in this. And, yeah, I mean, I, I remember watching porn with a guy I was sexually active with. And I, I mean, that's just the sad truth. Yeah. And so it, I mean, 
I feel like I'm, you know, this is more than I've ever told anybody, and now all y'all podcasters are going to hear about it, and <laughs> it's okay. I'm not ashamed of it, because I, we need more people that are going to be like, hey, I struggled with this, and so as a person that struggled, I, I mean, as a kid growing up, I didn't really know what was going on, and, you know, I think I may have exposed one of my friends to it. Because I asked her questions mm-hmm. to see what she knew. And then she went home and looked up stuff. I remember that um, vaguely. But I can remember, I literally remember videos that I watched when I was seven years old. Like when I first started watching. I can remember specific videos. And it warped my view of how I viewed older people. Mm-hmm. Because. I, I mean, as a kid, I'm pretty sure I saw child pornography a couple times. Like, on acts, Like, I didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what it was. And it was warping how I viewed my body. Like, I started trying to make myself, like, look more sexually attractive. And that's probably why I had a lot of older guys hitting on me at such a young age. It was because I was trying to accentuate my boobs. I wanted people to notice me because I thought that's what... You know, I was supposed to be doing. Right. You know, I didn't know any better. And I, I was, as a church kid, you know, we didn't hear anything about it. We just heard bad, 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 bad. But in marriage, okay, anything goes. And so I felt like I, for a while, as a little kid, I thought I was just getting ready for marriage and that this was what marriage was going to be. Oh, bro. Wrong, though. Yeah, that's a- that's wrong. And as an older kid, when I learned more, I I knew better, but I couldn't stop it at that point. I couldn't. Right. So, I mean, that's just my little. I know I don't have a huge extent, but I I mean I remember watching in the car, and my parents were in the front seat. Mm. And I was on my phone in the back seat, covered up, watching it. And just, I mean, I remember being scared of, like, people finding out. Because yeah. I knew it was bad. But I didn't, I mean, I, it really affected, like, my brain was just messed up. My brain, and taking it, in, you know, into marriage was, you know, having that unrealistic view. And already having... I brought in, like, sexual problems into my marriage. I I went to therapy to deal with a lot of this. I had a lot of issues, undealt with issues, being sexually abused, and then bringing all of this into my marriage that I hadn't dealt with, and then pushing all of this on my husband, my dear, sweet husband, you know. (laughs) Dear, sweet, he's okay. (laughs) I'm kidding. I love you. I'm messing. I just have to give him a hard time because he listens. Um... But anyways, it, I pushed all that on him and it just put a strain on us. And that's kind of where I was at, you know, with mine. So. Yeah. Um, for me, I mean, I really got exposed. I didn't start watching it until I was in my teens. Um, but I remember... I remember meeting somebody. I, I remember being introduced to somebody. I was five years old, and they were like, 
way older and they shall remain nameless. Um, but I remember being introduced to him by somebody else who was a significant figure in my life. And my significant figure, I guess, maybe turned a blind eye or I don't really know what. But the other person ended up sexually abusing me. Mm-hmm. And I was five whenever I was introduced to him. And I didn't tell anybody until I was about 12. So, you know, for those seven first years of my life, really, um, that I really can remember, I just, I remember being so scared, you know, like, why is, you know, I'm not going to dive into all of that because sexual abuse is something totally different, Mm -hmm. but I remember in my teen years, um... I I guess because of that, because of the sexual abuse, my biological, my, my step, my, not my step, um, but my, my dad, who I love dearly and, um, he's literally like, I don't know what I would do without him, but, uh, my dad and my stepmom, they didn't really talk to me about sex. Um, they really didn't just weren't open about anything at all. Um, and especially whenever I came out about the sexual abuse, um, they just kind of were like, maybe a little bit too selfish, I'll say, um, and thinking, well, why, why did I miss it? You know, why did I let her go through this? Why did I, um, why couldn't I help? You know, like I get as a parent, you really want to ask yourself those questions, but those questions are a little bit selfish. Yeah. Like I get that you have problems that you need to work through, but as a child who had a parent ask those questions and only ask those questions, um, I wish they had taken the time to sit there and be like, well, what about my daughter? Yeah. What, what can I do for her? What can I do for my kid? You know, cause if I'm feeling this way, what, are, what could they possibly be feeling? Mm-hmm. You know, and by not talking about it, I guess I kind of thought that it was, I was to blame. Yeah. You know, you're, if you are sexually abused, you're not the blame. Yeah. You are definitely not to be taking the blame for yourself. Um, anyways, but I guess because of that, whenever I started getting older and no, my parents don't want to talk about pretty much anything at all, um, I just kind of started reaching out for other things. You know, um, like we like we said at the beginning, uh, public schools, man, are the worst. And if you ride up school bus you know public school buses are bad so I remember sitting in the back and I'm not going to tell this particular story um, only to Bailey uh, later on but I remember sitting in the back and learning so much about sex so much more than I ever thought I could I was like I didn't know that there was this whole thing to it you know and then I remember getting on my handy-dandy little iPod, uh, iPod that I had. Because that's what they were at the time. Yes, they were iPods at the very beginning. Uh, not those little square ones, because I don't ever know how to No, it was work the touchscreen ones, right? It was the ones that looked like a phone. Yeah. So I remember getting on that, and I remember getting on iBooks. Mm-hmm. And I looked at this book, and it uh, had a basically half-naked woman with this man in a suit behind her. And he was, like, reaching across or whatever. Anyways, it was a very uh, explicit book cover. 
And I was like, huh, what's this about? So I clicked on it, knowing what I knew about from public school. So I was like, maybe this will tell me more, you know, because I wanted, I wanted to know. Yeah. So I read it, and that's really where I first got exposed to pornography. Um, and I read it, and I noticed these feelings, and I was like, okay. So then from there, from that little short little book, uh, it, it started to dive into something deeper you know yeah. it started to dive into harder edgier books and then it started to dive into uh videos and short little clips and then you know longer videos and sometimes watching staying up till four o'clock in the morning on a school night watching pornography on my laptop yeah you know um and i i remember you know dealing with that from like middle school up until uh really college yeah um it's not something that goes away easily Mm-mm. you know i mean watching as much videos as we've we've watched yeah a lot. all of these videos are still going to be in our brain yeah you know and we're gonna the the videos and the scenes sometimes pop up at the some of the worst times. inopportune times you know and it's I just like singing on the platform side now and literally it's, it it's my so now. bad Ugh. and i and i wish that i mean pornography really will ruin a life mm-hmm. you know and it's just i i guess what and what we'll talk about you know next week is the redemption and the Recovery. The recovery that you can get from it because, I mean, it is a really bad addiction. It's almost mm-hmm. as bad as cocaine, if not, you know, worse than because there is such a stigma behind it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, all of it's not going to go away. No. It's what we do whenever it does come up again. You know, it's how we, it's how, how you we handle it in the moment. Fight it, you know. Are we going to give in and watch it again or are we going yeah. to sit there and go to our knees and pray you know and shut that things off and strictly speaking if i mean you go to prayer great some people um prayer sometimes doesn't always work getting those endorphins released in a healthy way Mm -hmm. go work out uh go clean go dance you know (laughs) listen do something else get a friend shut your brain off and or you know, or redirect your brain. Yeah, rewire your brain from thinking. And it's possible to rewire your brain. Definitely possible. You rewired it to this. Why can't you rewire rewire it back? Why is rewire always a tongue twister? Because it's the R's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is like Worcestershire? Worcestershire. Worcestershire. Well, it has a shire at the end. I say Worcestershire. But there's Worcestershire. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, Anyways. It's a complete side topic. But, yeah. You know, we, we both been experienced. We both have experience with this. And we both, yeah. we both struggled with this addiction. Yeah. We have different tales. You know, she wasn't sexually abused. She just wanted to learn how to kiss a boy. Yeah, you know, I. Was, I mean, sexual abuse happened later on because yeah, later on because you opened yourself up mm-hmm. to pornography. But I was and sexually I mean, abused, and you know, and then later on, 
it yeah it started to go in a different route it normalized some things that probably shouldn't have been yeah definitely so i guess that's where we'll leave it at for today i hope maybe you learned some and maybe you can start some conversations with people and maybe you've realized that hey if you do struggle with this addiction you're not the only one who has yeah certain side effects open open up with people start a support group or something you know and if you don't have anybody we're here yeah oh yeah always here always and open and available so oh no i'm yawning (sighs) no making you yawn anyways if you've yawned on that please let us know (laughs) Um, it's time for dinner for us when we're recording this so I guess we'll see y'all next week on Breaking Episode yes. Taboo. 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 <laughs> I am Bailey Roman. And I am Alicia Krager. And, and let's start, start talking. talking.